Okay, good evening. I'm really not in the mood to do this right now, but sometimes we have to do the things that we don't want to do because ultimately it makes us better. It's Saturday, August 8th, and um, came across an article that pretty much answered the question that I posed in one of my previous podcasts, my more recent podcast uh, concerning the data and tracking and uh, how everything tracks us, basically. We live in a surveillance state and, um, you know, our technology is watching us everywhere we go. Our uh, toasters and our refrigerators and uh, everything and anywhere, anything. They're all watching. The eyes, the eyes are watching. So one of the things I had wondered in that previous podcast was where the government was buying this data from. You know, you had insurance companies that were swapping information with apps and so on and so forth. And the government was essentially purchasing data from somewhere. And in the article I had read, I did not see that somewhere listed, but I had pondered, where is it coming from? So, as it turns out, lucky enough, I have come across an article from a zero hedge, which basically covers that unless i'm i'm missing a series or i'm falling through the cracks here but it looks like uh something from the wall street journal so this is a zero hedge article entitled inside one of big brothers location harvesting contractors which track hundreds of millions of phones so i'm gonna sit up for this so i uh, read this a little better because i'm just trying to chill and relax you know sometimes you need to do that but sometimes it still just can't happen no matter how hard you try A Virginia-based software company founded by two U.S. military veterans with backgrounds in intelligence has been tracking hundreds of millions of mobile phones across the world, according to documents reviewed by the Wall Street Journal. The company, oh, Anomaly 6 LLC, cool name, draws location data from over 500 apps, partly through their proprietary software development kit, SDK, which they've paid to embed directly in some of the apps, while the company gets location location data from partner providers. The SDK, which is um, their proprietary software developer kit, SDK. This SDK allows the company to obtain a user's location if they have allowed the apps in question to access the phone's GPS coordinates, okay? App publishers often allow third-party companies for a fee to insert SDKs into their apps. The SDK maker then sells the consumer data harvested from the app, and the app publisher gets a chunk of revenue. But consumers have no way to know whether SDKs are embedded in the apps. How about just assuming every fucking app you use has an SDK? Like, if you... I guess most people don't think about this. I guess it takes a certain level of paranoia... To really just understand that if one app has the potential or the capability or capacity to do this and spy on your ass, then they all fucking do. It's real simple. So I guess most people don't care because, well, I mean, prior to this corona stuff, now, forget it. You let the Trojan horse in. So uh, as far as contact tracing is concerned, they're just going to upload some software and next thing you know, just like they've done with Apple phones... Uh, you're going to have coronavirus uh, tracing apps and they're going to know who you're contacting and where you're going. It's going to be like a complete fucking lockdown like they've done in Australia. 
So what I've heard recently in Melbourne, Australia, for anybody who's not in Australia listening or, you know, in the States, that they essentially locked these people down. I don't know what their numbers are for COVID, but we, we, me, you, and I, my listeners, and millions of other people throughout the globe, maybe billions, I'm not sure how many people really have uh, opened their eyes completely, we all know that this virus turned out to be a dud. And as Bill Gates himself states, uh, pandemic one, this is pandemic one, preparing us for pandemic two, this was a test simulation as a, I believe as a U.S. congressman, let slip on air. So this is what they call a live simulation, people. Okay, we are in a simulation, a little game that they're playing on us. And, uh, oh, you say 60, 70, 80, 90 percent percent of the population, depending on where you live. And I would love to find a country that is definitely a hell of a lot more woken up than mine. Um, you know, these people, these, these people are okay and compl- complacent. They're okay with these measures because they feel that they're necessary. Right, but we, we in the States haven't gotten nearly as bad as they've gotten in Australia and Canada. They're going into people's homes, taking people away. Like, what the fuck is this all about? And I don't know if they're allowed to be armed in Australia. I, I, I hear that Canada, they can't. So maybe the reason why it hasn't happened here yet is because people are armed. A lot of Americans do assert their quote-unquote constitutional rights. But as another podcaster stated, uh, this, all these things are this idea of rights. A podcaster who's a, who's a lawyer, who's been a lawyer for, I think, 30, 30 years, legal man, he said, you know, well, how do you fight for your rights? You fight through the courts. So you're basically going to the same entity that is seeking to eliminate your rights. How do you win? So the governments can very easily decide that, hey... They could lock us down. They could trace us. His argument is that they could even vaccinate us against our will or set up statutes and set up all sorts of mandates to make us make it virtually impossible for us to function and survive in our day-to-day lives. Possibly make people it make it impossible for people to work. You think about healthcare workers and the, and, and the demands that they make on them or childcare workers. Where does it end? Where does it end? It ends at the politicians who don't, don't want any of that poison. They get to live freely and not wear masks and jet set and do whatever the fuck they want. But globally, the world is still continuing to lock down. So why did I come so far from the article that I'm reading to say all these things? It's because that these apps are going to be any of these apps... <laughs> it's going to be a complete sellout. You know, they generate income by selling your location because you gave your location to them. So the next phase is going to be snitching out to the government. Now, now the government, we didn't even get as far as the government. We just know that they get paid to give that data to the other company. We haven't even gotten that far. So let me get back to this article because this is all about, I feel, and again, I don't like the idea of being traced by an app. I don't really think I have many apps on my phone. Like, my phone is the most barest of phones. Like, seriously, I will walk around with a crap. I don't give two fucks about my phone. I 
drop it, crack it, you know what, screen crack, I'll fucking get a piece of tape and make it the most ghetto fabulous phone you'll ever see. I don't give a shit. Until it's non-functional, then I'll get a new one. I'm not attached to this device because all I know is this device is not really, unless it helps my productivity, which more often than not, it doesn't, then it's basically taking away and, and not only does it distract people, okay, and trans people, but now it also tracks them, right? And, 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 and it, you know, it observes them and it takes readings and it acquires data because you can install apps that determine everything from your heart rate to how well you slept. Hell, there's even an app, I forgot the name of it, but senses your like energy level. And this young developer was like, yeah, he wants to match people up in the world. But it's, it's just like your energy output. People will be able to manipulate the app through just their energy. I guess maybe through meditation or whatever. And so he wants to actually get people all over the world to like kind of compare them. Like who has the ability to influence this app? And he seemed like, you know, he was real cute, but like a little bit like a Dr. Evil-ish type, but not Dr. Evil, but like, you know, like he had that look like, oh man, yeah, this, this, this guy's up to something. He wants to find the special people, the people who could actually do things with their energy, with their auras at will. Like, why would you want that data? So it's interesting. These apps have capabilities that most people don't aren't even fucking aware of but getting back to this article and and how this is gonna really really this is gonna influence the whole corona crap the whole concept of freedom if you're these apps these these app makers these developers if they allow the sdk maker to install their software to track your location then they've already sold out and they've sold you out Let's continue. Alright, so the SDK allows the company to obtain a user's location if they have allowed the apps in question to access the phone's GPS coordinates. App publishers often allow third-party companies for a fee to insert SDKs into their apps. I think I read this part already. I apologize. Yes, consumers have no way to know because most privacy policies don't disclose that information. Anomaly 6 says it embeds its own SDK in some apps and in other cases gets location data from other partners. Anomaly 6 holds contracts with several branches of the U.S. government. Although they told the journal that they, quote, restrict the sale of U.S. mobile phone movement data to non-governmental private sector clients, end quote, according to the report. Private sector clients, typically marketing companies or others in the advertising space, buy and sell geolocation data, sometimes, quote, reselling it to government agencies or contractors, end quote, according to the report. And as the journal notes, in the case of Anomaly 6, quote, the direct collection of data by a business closely linked to U.S. national security agencies is unusual, end quote. Founded by defense contracting veterans who spend most of their careers in close contact with government agencies, tailored their operation to interface with national security according to interviews and court records. Anomaly 6 is a veteran-owned small business 
that processes and visualizes location data sourced from the mobile devices for analytics and insights, the company told the journal in response to questions for the article. We leverage detailed location data from numerous first-party sources to provide insights into groups, behaviors, and patterns. The company acknowledges the, quote, intense security, end quote, surrounding government access to private location data, but insists they aren't breaking any laws and that the data it peddles is commercially available. Well, they aren't breaking any laws if people give consent to the app. For the app on your phone to know. I, I said this in my previous podcast. The minute you click yes, you have no recourse. You are being complacent and complicit on every motherfucker out there and their mother spying on you. And um, so bend over and get the Vaseline. You know, I mean, seriously, it's just whatever. It's it's on the people. It's on them. It's on them. It, it, it's just ridiculous that, again, we have generations who don't give two shits because all they care about is posting their location and their selfies in every part of the world and what they eat and where they travel. They don't give a shit. But you know what? Not to say that some of us have something to hide. It's just like when it comes to this corona shit and what's really happening now, this is really gonna get serious it's gonna be taken and it's gonna be used against us as a weapon as any of these technologies eventually have been or will be okay calls for greater transparency marketing expert and founder of the location-based marketing association asif khan says government access to harvested computer location data has been a long-standing problem for the industry and has insisted that app makers provide greater transparency with consumers regarding how their data is used once collected. That's fair enough. You could argue that the government has the right, just like any commercial entity, to buy the data if the data is available from a commercial supplier, he said, adding, but you need to be able to clearly say, quote, this data could be used by the government, end quote. Yeah, like how many people would say yes on their app if they... Oh, in the fine print. By the way, the government can track your ass through our app. Like, (laughs) I think the average consumer doesn't have a clue, he added. That said, the data harvested from apps typically doesn't link to the name of the cell phone owner. Instead, the devices are typically identified using an alphanumeric code. Still, the movement patterns of a specific phone over time, such as where it is every night, can allow analysts to deduce who owns it. Fair enough. Consumer, yeah, like how pinpoint as of where, like the exact location. Consumers worldwide are often in the dark about the government's acquisition and use of such data. Despite collecting data from consumer apps, Anomaly 6 doesn't have a privacy policy on its website, nor is it registered as a data broker in California, where a state law passed in 2018 typically requires companies to detail how they are acquiring and using consumer data. The company says it doesn't meet the definition of a data broker under California law and isn't required to register. The California California Attorney General's office didn't respond to a request or comment. According to interviews with numerous people in the industry, there is little regulation in the U.S. about the buying and selling of location data, leading to what one industry veteran called the Wild West. Consumers have come to expect free apps and app makers have turned to selling user data to pay for costs of developing and running the software. Yeah, I mean, 
fair enough. Let's just take another look. Okay, Anomaly 6 and its founders. Um, they have been sued by a competitor called Babel Street. Social media monitoring services to the intelligence and law enforcement agency. So Babel Street is another app which provides social media. Mo- so they're like all in competition to sell your information. To the fucking intelligence community and law enforcement agencies. So they're all out there. And that's the funniest thing. Because, like, you'll always see, like, that's what kills me. When you have crim- criminals and gangbangers and all these people. Because there there are quite a few of them that use social media. Um, and I find it hard to believe that they can't track these people down uh, over the past. I mean, it ended about five years ago. But there was a period of time where. There was a, a short period of time, quite a few years ago, where like 11 teenagers were killed in my area um, from these uh, gangbangers, and I'm not going to name who they were. It's a huge problem. And I found it very hard to believe that with the technology and tracking and cameras and red light and all this shit, license plate readers, which I know we have out here, especially in those neighborhoods, like how... They could not find these perpetrators quick enough. And how it is that like a le- and and what they were doing was they were just leaving these battered and tortured and murdered teenagers and kids. They were kids, you know, um, 16, 17, 15, 14. These were kids being murdered and they were leaving their bodies in like the woods. They weren't even fucking burying them. They were just dumping the bodies. Uh, uh, the most heinous, heinous, however you want to produce, uh, pronounce it, of of types of murders were just savage, not even shootings, like mutilations, okay? And anybody who's listening to this who has an idea of the type of gang that does this, you would know exactly who I'm referring to. And, um, yeah, they were just mutilating these children, uh, and murdering them, and, 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 and I had a hard time believing Again, when you have technology like this, why didn't you, how could you not find these perpetrators sooner? Uh, It it just seemed, it was atrocious. It was just horrible, but they eventually did. I don't know if they found every one of them, uh, but they eventually did arrest. And it took a long time. It took years, Uh, which I find very, I just, I question it because again, if, if this if these same people were, like, organizing against the IRS or some kind of, like, terrorist organization, not just killing minority kids, I'm sure they would have been found much quicker. That's just my opinion. All right, so back to the article. Anomaly 6 founder Brandon Huff had managed Babel Street's relationship with the Defense Department, so they had that lawsuit... And the lawsuit filed two years ago offers insight into the secretive world of location harvesting products used by the U.S. government. So the government is basically just just, just another nail in our coffin. Okay, co-founder, former Army contractor Jeffrey Hines also managed Babel Street's relationships with the Department of Justice, U.S. Cyber Command, civilian federal agencies, and the intelligence community. Yeah, so you got... All these government agencies just basically having access to a treasure trove of that information. For example, one of Battle Street's products, Locate X, provides access 
to the location records of millions of cell phones harvested from consumer apps. Babel claims that two ex-employees sought to build a competing product. Alright, so they're just talking about Location X, and they can, their products can be used to combine traditionally gathered intelligence, such as social media data, satellite imagery, confidential human sources, consumer data from private sector, and intercepted communications. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're hanging out with somebody, and they have the app, and you have the app, then, yeah, the app's gonna sell you out. So... The data is combined into what is known as a pattern of life analysis, which allows for deeper understanding of a potential intelligence targets, habits. Look, look, let's read this again. (laughs) The data combined into what's known as a pattern of life analysis, which allows for a deeper understanding of the potential intelligence target. Potential intelligence target. They're targeting people. Right? Their habits, which can possibly be used to predict future behavior. Quote, it's really alarming to learn about companies like this that claim to have years worth of location data from all over the world. Revelations like this just keep coming, said Georgetown University law professor Laura Moy, who directs the school's communication and technology law clinic. Users have no idea... When they install a weather app, a game, or any other innocuous-seeming app that their private location data is going to be harvested and sold, apparently that's what's happening here, and we have no transparency into the practice. Alright, well, there you go. The apps are the ones that generate data, follow you around, and uh, sell you out to the government. Alright, just a quick article. Like I said, I really didn't feel like doing this, but sometimes you gotta do things that you don't want to do, and practice makes part of it. Practice makes perfect. I'm fucking exhausted. Have a good night.